Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie time to talk farming. Glad to be joined now by Amy Ford, who is acting news editor for the Farmers Journal. Amy, good morning to you. Good morning. And good to talk to you today. First of all, I was intrigued with your front page. Farmers could be paid to cull sucklers. Will you tell me what's behind that? Yeah, that's correct. So I suppose this is all part of the wider Food Vision um, 2030 strategy. Uh, two groups were set up, one to look at beef and sheep and one to look at dairy. And this is the findings or a progress report, should I say, of, of the beef and sheep group. Um, so suckler farmers could be paid to cull cows under the under the proposal in, by the group. Um, it would be a voluntary scheme which would pay suckler farmers to destock, basically. Um, and there's two options that could be available to beef farmers if the minister decides to go ahead with it. They could cull suckler cows and keep the land destocked of breeding cattle for the for the duration of the scheme and another option would see farmers paid to cull a specified number of cows and, and remain at this lower number until the scheme concludes so almost like a quota and that second option you can't go um above it. There's been no agreement reached on the payment rates um, that would mm. come with this uh, suckler call um, and as I said the, the report is submitted to the Minister for Agriculture this week it's an interim report. There's a final report due to be published at the end of November and I suppose it's very key to say farm organisations have not signed off on these proposed measures. Right, that's very interesting indeed. There's also a financial incentive to plant trees what's the story there? Yeah, so this is under our new forestry programme from next year in line with the next cap. Farmers could be paid uh, over €1,100 per hectare to plant native trees in their land under the the new programme. Um, So that's the the premium payment. So if you're planting forestry, there's two kind of ways or two payments that that come with it, a once-off grant payment and then a premium payment that that you get paid every year for 20 years Um, and someone might be listening saying she's wrong on the 20 years but it's going to be increased to 20 years instead of um, 10 or 15 in the the next uh, forestry programme. The premiums have all basically risen, some by 50%, some by 66%, some by more, some by less. Um, That that €1,100 per hectare to plant native trees, that's up from €665 a hectare um, in the current programme and a once-off grant payment of €6,744 per Hector. Um, the extended premium length is obviously to make the schemes more attractive. Um, and as an example, then that a farmer growing four hectares of native species, for example, hazel mm. on their land, will receive an initial grant of twenty six thousand nine hundred for setup, and almost ninety thousand euro in premiums over the course of twenty years. So um, it's big news this week, I suppose. And look, um, foresters and the IFA Farm Forestry Group and, and other. Uh, forestry groups have been calling for these payments to be to be basically mm. announced and be decided upon in recent weeks because plantings come to a standstill until people know what they'll be paid next year and people I suppose are holding off on planting until they see the new premiums. Right, and you've been writing about this yourself, Amy, so you're in a good position to tell me. I mean, is that attractive enough to have farmers planting native trees? Uh, well, I'd say if a, a 50% increase on anything is 50% more than what you were getting last time, I suppose. Um, the payment rates are definitely attractive, I suppose. The issue where there might be issues is in terms of the licensing backlog. So yeah. that's something that we'd have spoken about in this show plenty yeah. of times before. You know, the backlog is being cleared, but there's still a number of licenses there to get through um, in terms of a forestation licenses. So you need a license to put in a forest road and a forest to 
to Clearfell to plant trees and so on and there's been a backlog in those licences in, in the last number of years essentially and, and people have found it hard or they've been waiting a number of years Isn't that longer. because of objections though? Isn't that what's behind that? Yeah, and then they, they changed that uh, around as well. There's been a lot of movement on it in recent years, but I suppose we won't really see the the benefit or any proper change on from now on, basically. I, I assume it's going to happen. Recent data there from the department shows that they are making their way through the backlog, but there is still a backlog there at the end of the day. So um, farmers will have to take everything into consideration before they decide to go down this route. The deadline for the Acres plan then, Amy, that's uh, just a couple of weeks' uh, time, so there's some pressure on, I guess. There is pressure on, so we've won to just just over two weeks, basically, until the deadline for the yeah. Acre scheme. <clears throat> for anyone living under a rock, that's the replacement to the Glass scheme in the next cap. Um the journal, we understand that there's, you know, around 4,000 applications submitted to date and another 11,000 in progress. And so the target is for 30,000 uh, in this tranche of the scheme, basically, by the 21st of November. So that means another 15,000 applications have to be started and completed if those places are to be filled by the deadline. Uh, the minister told a uh, minister for agriculture, Charlie McConnell, told a meeting in Donegal on Tuesday night that the tight timeline for applications is unavoidable, but told farmers that he's monitoring the situation closely. Um, what does advisory. that mean? Is that does that mean it might be extended in some way, or can it be extended? Yeah, it's definitely within his power to extend it, I yeah. suppose. Um, I, I'd say he'll want to get as many in by that date as possible yeah. and he'll see the night before or the two days before that deadline if it's worth extending it, if there needs to be more to come in. Like the advisors have said that they're under serious pressure because of the deadline. And, and like Noel Feeney, the ACA president, told the, the farmers journal this week that they're not going to get to all their clients. So they're, they've been calling for a deadline for a number of weeks. It's not just coming out of, of, out of the blue this week. Um, so it will be interesting see um, as the, the next week or two how many applications are in done and dusted and whether the Minister will extend the deadline. Top cross compliance breaches faced by farmers last year as well. Yeah, so this is basically um, the cross-compliance inspections that are carried out on a select number of farms every year. There was around 8,000 inspections in 2021 and the, the main issue that's um, catching farmers is cattle and sheep missing ear tags and animals not being tagged within 20 days of birth. They're one of the top issues um, when it comes to cross-compliance on farms. Uh, you know, there's just over 250 more inspections carried out last year and the 2021 figures showed that, you know, those um, animals missing ear tags is one of the, the common um, miscompliances or non-compliances, should I say. Can I ask you about the big story that's across the media today, which is that of avian flu or, or, or bird flu, and there's a bit of concern out there, particularly, I suppose, when we look across at what's happening in the UK. What What's the latest on that? Because we're approaching Christmas, I suppose. Yeah, we are. And look, poultry must be housed from, from Monday, the 7th of November, next Monday, until further notice. And that's because the department has issued uh, a housing order, basically, uh, to prevent uh, poultry, so our turkeys, our chickens, um, coming into contact with birds, which may be carrying bird flu and then contracting it themselves. And then those farms having to be depopulated, essentially. And the order was made as countries like the UK and others in continental Europe, they're being forced to cull millions of birds um, as as that highly pathogenic bird flu has got into some flocks over there. Um, that's that's the, the worry here. There has been no cases of this uh, highly pathogenic bird flu in any flocks in, in the Republic of Ireland to date. Um, 
there's been two in captive flocks uh, on the, the eastern seaboard, but we haven't got confirmation of what type of birds they are. They, they you know, they could be um, pigeons or they could be a different type right. of, of bird flock. They're not poultry. Um, and then there's a number of wild bird cases around the country. And I suppose the reason that this kind of got set off is that a, a, a wild bird was found with bird flu in Cavan. And Cavan and, and Monaghan are, are two of the biggest poultry producing um counties right. uh, in Ireland so that's where the worry So they have to be housed yeah. from, from Monday on. What does that mean for organic uh, farming of these uh, these birds? So that means that everything has to go inside the house essentially um, for their own animal welfare and to prevent them from getting birds um, or to get getting bird flu. Um, in previous years when, when we've had housing orders, like it's not a new thing I suppose, it's just the time and this year coming up to Christmas is, is what has everyone talking about it. Um, there'll be a sticker to say that these, you know if you're going into the supermarket or wherever you're buying your eggs, uh, there'll be probably a sticker on it if they're still free range, there'll be a sticker to say that these birds have been housed for their welfare um, but they're obviously still um, a very high standard is on, in place in these farms so um, they'll be inside but as I said it's for their welfare. Yeah, it's not going away though Amy, I mean we hear about this every every year and certainly in the UK it seems to be on the increase big time you know. We do, we do and last year between November and the end of January, so November 21 to January 22 um, there was 200,000 birds um, culled in Ireland as a result of, of bird flu getting into a number of flocks wow. yeah there was um, in 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 that the border area essentially between Cav and Monaghan um, and one of them was a turkey flock but look as I said at this moment in time there is no bird flu in any poultry flocks right. in the country and it doesn't represent a, a threat to human health at all either Alright uh, Arabon doing well with uh, the, the, the milk price there they are. Uh, they follow closely in second by Lakeland Dairy. They're continuing to lead the way on milk price. Um, Kerry Group are in, in third place on the September Milk League, um, which paid a two cent a year bonus on September Milk Supply. That's in line with contractual commitments. Um, they make up the top, the, the Division 1 for September, essentially. Division 2 then is led by Revo and tiered on with Dairy Gold further back. Um, and then there's a, there's a there's a difference of uh, two cent a kilo in milk solids between Arabon and the top, at the top on on seven point eight two and Dairy Gold at the tail end of the division then as well, um, and you can read that fully in in this week's paper. Would you take? Would you just re- reply maybe to um, a text I've in here, Amy? It says, "I'm so saddened to hear the farmers will be paid to cull sucker sucklers and reduce stock. So this is the first step in getting rid of dairy farming from Ireland. Plenty more trees is good, but less cows will only drive the price of dairy products up for the general public." Do you, would you just make a comment on that for me, Amy? Yeah, there's a lot there. So the suckler, the suckler cull is in line with a dairy cull, and there, there is, yeah. as I said, there's two groups: the food vision beef and sheep group and the food vision dairy group. The dairy group has recommended an an, an exit scheme essentially, um, which would see farmers paid um, per cow. I think it was to to get out of farming, to get out of dairy farming. So there is two schemes on the table um, that are to be taken into consideration by the minister, and these two groups, these two separate reports are going to be basically combined into one report is our understanding and that will form part of next year's climate action plan. Um, It's unclear when these schemes are going to come into place. There's Mm. not financial figures on any of them but the the key thing is we have uh, climate targets to meet and we're going to have to meet them somehow. Um, But this is is reducing the national herd, isn't it? Isn't that what's... 
Yes, it would. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It, 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 if there was, uh, you know, a quota or a cap put in place or uh, a scheme there. The other key thing is the all these schemes are going to be voluntary. So it would be up to farmers themselves if they took part in them. They're not right. going to be yeah. forced. There's not going to be a forced cull. And, and that's been a constant, I suppose, that's been said over the last number of months and years uh, that there won't be a forced cull. Any change will be voluntary. But it will be interesting to see how, how it does pan out. Won't it indeed. Amy, it's always a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Good Excellent. morning to you. Bye-bye. That's uh, Amy Ford there. Amy is acting news editor of the Farmer's Journal and the journal is on your shelves uh, right now. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie